0: Alright, fact checkers, it is a brand new year, but we've got the same great coffee sponsor. So if you head over to Fox & Sons Coffee and use the promo code FCT for fact check this, you get 15% off any order of $25 or more. Also, be sure to check out the new blends that Steve's got over there. We've got the Den Blend 2 Electric Boogaloo. This is a medium roast coffee if the dark roast was a little too robust for you but the light was not quite getting what you needed check out the medium roast it is fantastic and also they've got a brand new one it's the costa rica honey prep Uh, this is the same great coffee but with a little bit of a floral aroma you're gonna really want to check this one out so head over to fox and sons coffee and use the promo code fct at checkout to get that fifteen percent off any order over twenty five dollars let's get started This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This podcast. All right, Fact Check This, and it is part two of the investigation from Town Hall into the suburban Georgia gay couple that adopted two boys and then proceeded to Rape them, record themselves raping them, uh, send the recordings out to people, and also invite other people to come participate in raping them. The guys have pled not guilty. They are currently being held in solitary confinement in maximum security prisons because if they don't have them in solitary confinement, the prisoners will murder the ever-loving shit out of them, which is probably way too good for either one of these sick fucks uh, they are facing nine consecutive life sentences if convicted I don't see any way that they're not going to be, I mean the evidence the, their own admission their own admission of this is should be more than damning enough, but here we are uh, I have no faith in the American judicial system to actually do the right thing so we'll see how it goes but we're going to get into part two of this, and I'm just going to take off with it because um, we've already set it up a part one. Uh, yeah, I, I want all this stuff to be out there. Like, people are not – people don't know about this. It's not gotten any mainstream coverage whatsoever, um, and it, it's fucking sickening. So here we go. Part two. Just how big was the operation led by the LGBTQ couple who abused their adopted sons? This is part two of a four-part investigative series. Content warning. This article contains graphic descriptions of child sexual abuse. Reader discretion is advised. Part one was pretty rough. <clears throat> part one of the Zulak saga covered how gay activist William Dale Zulak Jr. and Zachary Zach Jacoby Zulak, the adoptive fathers of two boys, have been indicted by a grand jury on a slew of felony sex, uh, child sex charges, including prostitution of a minor. Count 16 and count 17 of the indictment charges, the Zulot couple was soliciting 27-year-old Hunter Clay Lawless and 25-year-old Luis Armando Viscaro Sanchez, both of Loganville, to engage in an act of prostitution with their 11-year-old adopted boy. So these are the co-conspirators. Hours before the Zulaks were arrested on July 27th, Lawless was apprehended earlier in the day by Walton County detectives on a warrant for felony sexual exploitation of children after downloading child pornography of the older Zulak boy per an affidavit. Authorities were tipped off that Lawless uploaded and stored child sexual abuse material on his Google account through an emergency cyber tip sent to the Nationwide Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force Network and the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, Child Protective Organization. The affidavit says, noting that numerous other cyber tips were generated with the same Gmail address. One of these photographs, which contained er, metadata, indicated it was created with an iPhone on December 9th, 2021. It showed a prepubescent child being forced to perform oral sodomy on an adult male, per the affidavit. The victim's age was ascertained based on physical size, stature, and size relative to the male's penis and facial features. During the Mirandized audio-video interview, Lawless admitted that he both knew the sexually abused child was approximately 10 years of age as well as his legal name. The affidavit concludes, at the time the one child pornographic photo in question was created on the mobile device, the Zoolike boy was still 9 years old and would turn the age of 10 a week later on December 15, 2021. Law enforcement learned from Lawless that there was a secondary suspect producing homemade child sexual abuse material with at least one adopted child who lived in the home with the perpetrator, Walton County Sheriff's Office wrote in a press release. Lawless allegedly met Zachary through a mutual contact named Blake on Grindr, an LGBTQ hookup app, and received numerous Snapchat messages from Zachary saying, I'm going to fuck my son tonight to stand by for graphic visuals of the father raping his child. According to what Lawless told police, Zachary also invited Lawless multiple times to engage in sexual acts with him and his two adopted kids, but Lawless denied having any physical contact with the Zulak boys. While investigators first conducted a search warrant at Lawless's house, the suspect ID'd Zachary via his Facebook page. The investigators confirmed through the county school system that the child was enrolled there and obtained a home address. Deputies discovered evidence during the nighttime search and rescue effort at the Zulike Mansion that the adoptive fathers of the siblings pair residing in the home were engaging in sexually abusive acts and video documenting this abuse. Police also found clothes in the child's bedroom that matched what the boy was wearing in the CSAM that Zachary allegedly sent Lawless. Lawless, the son of a hairstylist who lives with his mother, was quickly released two days after his arrest and has been out on $25,000 bond since July 29th. No one picked up the phone when Talon Hall called the Lawless household and his mother's hair salon. Viscaro Sanchez, the other accused pedophile who was allegedly solicited by the Zulaks to engage in prostitution with their son, is facing a plethora of unrelated charges, including felony enticing of another child for indecent purposes. A warrant issued for Vizcaro Sanchez's arrest on September 2nd says he acknowledged sending a 13-year-old boy who resided within the same home as Vizcaro Sanchez pornographic videos of other children he believed to be the victim's age as a means to coerce the child. This motherfucker needs to be castrated immediately. I mean, all of them, but... The nature of uh, the Viscaro Sanchez's relationship or relation to the victim and their living situation are not yet apparent. Viscaro Sanchez, a former Kroger employee, is also charged with multiple counts of felony computer theft, felony shoplifting, and theft by taking... Uh, At the Kroger supermarket location in Loganville after the ex-retail clerk was allegedly caught on the grocery store surveillance footage conducting fraudulent sales transactions of $50 to $200 Apple iTunes gift cards, Nintendo Wii gift cards, Sony gift cards, and consumable goods at a cash register while he was working shifts between December of 2018 and July 2020. Affidavit statements allege that Viscaro Sanchez manipulated the computer terminal by using unauthorized store coupons and hijacking another manager's override code to write off the shoplifted items as paid for, then pocketing the stolen merchandise. Uh, now making a meager 240 dollars per week working some unknown occupation, Viscaro Sanchez is being represented by a court-appointed public defender and on all theft charges as well as the sex crime against children after the state declared he is indignant. Indigent, whatever. Yeah, indignant as well, probably. Uh, Viscaro Sanchez is smirking in his mugshot taking upon booking at Walton County Jail and remains detained pending bail. A quick look at Viscarol Sanchez's digital footprint shows he's an avid gamer obsessed with anime. His current Facebook cover photo portrays a fictional character from Japanese animated series who's striving to bring justice to the world while his YouTube channel has clips of him playing Street Fighter style video game. Before his short-lived Kroger gig, Ms. Carol Sanchez once attended the state championship for a popular Japanese trading card game to battle out who is the best card fighter in Georgia. Uh, I think all of that is pretty unrelated. Those are all pretty common um, common hobbies for a whole lot of people. Uh, Anime card games and video games are not not unusual, so I don't really know what all of that has to necessarily do with this. <laughs> but whatever. I know I know, I know. This is probably written with a more of a right wing lean to it and for some reason right wingers seem to think that anything anime or video game or card game culture is like really bad and that's kinda silly, but whatever. Moving on. Zachary, the cameraman whose cell phone allegedly contained a folder titled Us, storing videos of his husband, William, sexually abusing their older son, confessed in a recorded police interview to sending child pornographic material of the routine sexual abuse to less than a dozen people. Zachary, whose Snapchat username is advertised on Instagram, has unopened Snapchat, Uh, chats with many men, according to a concerned family member who was granted access to his social media accounts. Aside from Lawless and Viscaro Sanchez, there are other potential co-defendants in the ongoing Georgia criminal case that are still under investigation and out there distributing videos of the Zulac boys. Alcove Judicial Circuit District Attorney Randy McGinley, who serves Walton County, told the court at a September 7th bond hearing according to a transcript provided to Town Hall. Could the Zoolock couple face federal charges? How far reaching is the pedophile ring, and will other members be unmasked? We declined to comment, a public affairs officer at the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of Georgia replied when Town Hall inquired if the U.S. Department of Justice has any interest in investigating and prosecuting a federal case against the Zoolock co-defendants. Last year, Georgia's Department of Justice. Office pursued a handful of child sex crimes-related cases in its jurisdiction. As Hall previously reported, the Biden administration's Department of Justice is preoccupied with targeting peaceful pro-life, or pro-life leaders and rounding up elderly Christian pe- preachers who stand up for innocent unborn life. One father who protested out of, outside of an abortion clinic in Georgia's northwest neighbor, Tennessee, was arrested at home by a swarm of armed FBI agents in front of his children. This is the thing that really pisses me off about these stories is not only are they not going covered. They're not getting prosecuted. They're not getting investigated. They're not getting like kick the whole fucking hornet's nest, uproot every one of these bastards that these guys were sending these pictures to and put every fucking one of them in a maximum security prison and turn them loose with the gin pop so that they can all get murdered straight to fuck. Sorry, that's wrong. Not very Christian of me, but I, I don't give a shit. Like some people deserve every bad thing that happens to them in life, and these guys are those people. Like they deserve every bad thing that happens to them. And the people that they were sending this stuff to, they're no better. I said it on the last one. I I have my suspicions that they were the, the reason they were able to afford this mansion and and everything else was they were sending these this stuff to hire up people. High-profile people and getting paid to do so, and they flew too close to the sun and got burned. And there's not going to be an investigation into any more of this, other than uh, you know that's I mean that's low-hanging fruit to get a dude that lives with his mom and a guy that used to work at Kroger. They they're going for the really low-hanging fruit. They're not gonna run up the chain and try to find anybody that's like higher up that's actually involved in this stuff and the people who are actually sending these guys the money that they can afford to build this fucking mansion and do all this stuff uh you know that's seventy five hundred dollar a week like the people who are actually behind all of this will never be touched, and that's the fucking tragedy of every one of these stories is <clears throat> they won't they won't do anything about it because they're being covered by the people in the Biden administration and in the federal government and at the highest levels of state government. Uh, Child pornography is illegal contraband under federal law, which prohibits the production, distribution, importation, reception, or possession of child sexual abuse imagery, and federal jurisdiction is implicated if the offense occurred in interstate commerce. As the DOJ's Child Exploitation and Obscenity Section whose mission it is to protect the welfare of America's children and communities by enforcing federal criminal statutes relating to the exploitation of children and obscenity, explains federal jurisdiction almost always applies when the internet is used to commit a child pornography violation, according to the Department of Justice. Child sex trafficking is prohibited by 18 U.S.C. uh, 1591. Most people think of trafficking as involving movement across state or international borders. However, section, section 1591 does not require proof that either the defendant or victim crossed state or international lines, per the DOJ. When the victim is a minor, Section 1591 does not require proof that the defendant used force, used threats of force, fraud, or coercion, or any combination of those means to cause the minor to engage in a commercial sex act. And then we have the RICO Act. Following the armed raid, a sign on the Zulak Mansion now says, Do not enter property of the Walton County Sheriff's Office. At the September bond hearing, Judge Jeffrey L. Foster mentioned the prosecution possibly proceeding forward under the child sex trafficking statute of the state's Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act, known as OCGA 1614-4. Having been proceeding under RICO, I don't know if they are proceeding forward under the child sex trafficking statute, but there are collateral civil opportunities that the state can proceed with, Foster told the Zulak couple's criminal defense attorney, John E. Haldie, who is questioning the seizure's legality. So their assets have been seized pending the res- resolution of those. To combat the increasing sophistication of various criminal elements, the Georgia General Assembly adopted the RICO Act and developed the state's RICO statute from an existing 1970 federal law that is designed to take down organized crime in the U.S. The state must prove that the defendant facing RICO charges committed two or more predicate crimes and that such predicate acts were committed as part of an enterprise engaging in a pattern of racketeering activity. As listed by OCGA 16143, racketeering activity can be defined as including prostitution, keeping a place of prostitution, pimping, and pandering. In Georgia, the state also possesses the power to impose civil rem- remedies. A judge may order a defendant to give up any business interest or property that was gained through a RICO violation, according to the Atlanta-based Pate Johnson & Church law firm. The custom-designed Zoolock mansion, which was suspiciously constructed within half a year, was seized after the probable cause seizure warrant was signed by a judge. Before the Oxford mansion's construction, the Zoolock couple lived with the boys in a small-scale Snellville house. The couple's wealth allegedly materialized after the boys moved in. D.A. McGinley's office, which handles forfeitures, considered civil proceedings, has filed a civil complaint seeking to forfeit the Zoolock couple's property. But at the local level, the Zulac co-defendants were not charged with RICO Act violations or child sex trafficking. My office has reviewed the case and recommended to the grand jury what charges were appropriate based on the laws and the facts, D.A. McGinley wrote in an email to Town Hall discussing the 17-count indictment. Sex trafficking was not charged and neither was a violation of the RICO Act. Again, that is based on the facts and circumstances of this specific case and the law. Zachary had contacted a few out-of-state gay Facebook friends to reconnect after getting the boys, the family member told Town Hall. The relative also noticed Zachary, who follows gay pornographers in Atlanta with his Twitter account at GABottomGuy, appeared to have been testing the waters in several relationships, asking in messenger chats if his friends were happily cuffed. The couple took an excessive amount of family trips, the source said, staying at a number of Airbnbs across America. Just before July's police bust in May and June of 2022, the Zulocks enjoyed a lengthy Airbnb stay in Chicago uh, while seeing the couple donned pride gear. And Zachary focused on photographing tourist attractions that signaled support for LGBTQ inclusion. Between those two months last year, the Zulocks also went to Ohio, Indianapolis, and Gulf Shores to go to vacation spots for gay tourists, as well as the Zulock family. Uh, The couple was considering buying a condo there too. During one of the family's excursions in May 2018 to a Gulf Shores pizza place, Zachary had drawn a rainbow circle around a portion of a children's menu for kids ages 12 and under that jokingly quipped, Children unattended will be sold as slaves. Also, with the boys, Zachary wrote in a tongue in cheek Facebook post about child slavery. Ooh, not looking too deep into that. Not looking too deep into that. Zachary also posted a questionable photo in August 2020 captioned, Waiting for pizza. According to journalist Andy Noe, the, uh, the phrase could be a dog whistle for pedophiles seeking child exploitative material. Reporters say predators have typed cheese pizza as code for child pornography, and pizza emojis are reportedly used to find, sell, and trade images of sex, child sexual abuse. Is the Pizzagate for real? Is it a legit thing? I don't know. But these, these little things... These little things don't just keep popping up randomly. Like, I feel like we're past the point with the state of our culture and society... Of still believing in coincidence where this stuff is, where this sort of stuff is involved. Like nothing is a coincidence anymore. If you see it and it seems suspicious, it's probably legitimately whatever the conspiracy theorists have said that it was. It makes it all the more, seem all the more realistic that Pizzagate is legit, especially as much as these guys used their social media for stuff. I think mean, that stuff doesn't just happen on accident. Like why the fuck would you take a picture standing next to the Domino's sign for for no reason? Like waiting for pizza. Okay. I, I could be wrong. I you know, I've I have maybe it's because I'm not gay, but I've been standing in a Domino's waiting for pizza plenty of times and never felt the need to take a picture of it and post it on Instagram or anything like that. I don't know. Weird behavior. Other destinations over the years include New Orleans and Baton Rouge uh, and a cabin in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. These guys like adopt these kids and then suddenly come into a ton of money to the extent that they can afford to build this giant mansion like previously, I think it talked about it in the last episode or last article, uh, they had previously lived in just like a little regular apartment, like nothing spectacular. They didn't have a house or anything, just regular apartment. And then they adopt these two boys. And now all of a sudden they can afford to build a mansion in like record time. I, having the, uh, Having a mansion built in six months, uh, that's fucking insane. Uh, like out of this world insane and then on top of that they can also afford to go on like multiple trips all the time like, what the fuck man like where is this money coming from I uh, it talked about their jobs before like they don't those are not lavish lucrative jobs they're not they're not pulling in six figures each to be able to afford this kind of crazy shit. Like where's the money coming from? If they were really serious about this investigation, not not town hall, the the Department of Justice and the the people who are prosecuting this, the DA, they would be pulling they would be pulling all of their bank transactions. Like find out where the money's coming from. That's where you're gonna find out where the the heart of this whole like child sex ring is coming from, this whole pedophile ring. Follow the fucking money. How many times do I say that? Follow the money. Follow the money. The nationwide trip also took the Zoolocks to the nation's capital, where in September 2019, in addition to a White House tour, the Zoolock family took a selfie in front of the Human Rights Campaign headquarters in Washington, D.C. HRC is a prominent LGBTQ plus advocacy group and the largest gay lobbying civil rights organization of its kind within the U.S. At the beginning of last year, the couple ordered a massive framed map of the United States showcasing the adventures of the Zoolock family, in which Zachary planned to mount to a wall somewhere in their mansion. It's bigger than I thought. Got to find a place to hang it and start pinning where we have gone, Zachary exclaimed in an early January 2022 post on Facebook. It's not just Georgia. As documented by reports in other U.S. states, Snapchat and Grindr have become modern-day honeypots for lurking pedophiles everywhere to connect with fellow child predators, circulating child pornography, and contacting minors for sexually, to sexually abuse them. A spokesperson for Snap Inc., which owns Snapchat, wrote in an email to Town Hall, Any sexual abuse of minors is abhorrent and illegal, and we have dedicated teams that work closely with law enforcement, experts, and industry partners to combat it. If we become aware of any sexual conduct involving minors, whether it's identified through our proactive detection technology or reported to us through our confidential in-app reporting tools, we immediately remove it and report it to the authorities. We prohibit young people under the age of 13 from using Snapchat, and we have extra protections for Snapchatters under 18 that make it even harder for them to be discovered and contacted by people they don't know, the email statement reads. Reports of child sexual exploitation and child sexual abuse are reviewed by the company's trust and safety safety teams, the spokesperson told Town Hall. Evidence of such illegal activity results in immediate Snapchat account termination with no chance for reinstatement and is reported to the NCMEC, which then coordinates with domestic and international law enforcement. For CSAM imagery, the camera company uses photo DNA image identification, and for videos, it uses Google's CSAI match. Family members now suspect that the Zuluks censored their children's faces to evade law enforcement's detection technology. And we will be back on Wednesday with part three of this. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know what to add that I haven't already said. It's this stuff is. Not getting the attention it deserves, and that is fucking criminal. How many children are out there right now that are in a similar situation that are powerless to do anything about it? I mean, mean, it, it talked about, like, they'd make the kids stand for eight hours at a time in the corner and only let them, like, leave the corner to eat and go to the bathroom. Like, they're torturing these kids into thinking that they have to do these things, and then, you know, I'm sure they I'm sure they're taking these trips as like to reward them, but at the same time, they're probably using these trips to pimp them out all over the country, like what? man, they really I, I I don't know we'll get into the last two parts and, uh, over the next two episodes, and we'll see where this ends up you know, how it all shakes out and stuff But man, it's just so rough to, to go through this stuff, but it Please, 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 share this stuff with anybody and everybody. Like, um, as Jeff said on uh, commented on the first Rumble video, like this stuff cannot get memory hold. It cannot. It cannot go ignored. It cannot go untalked about. People need to know that this is going on, and they need to be fucking outraged. They need to go after the people who are doing this. They need to go after the organizations that are putting these children in these situations, which we'll come to over the next couple episodes. Like, it's. Everything about this is horrendous and horrible and it needs to be stopped. It needs needs to be stopped now. So be sure to tune in for the next one. Uh, Like I said, share all this with everybody. Everybody, everybody. Thank you for all of your support and I will catch you next time. We've got a brand new sponsor for 2023 and I am really excited to partner with Agorist Acres. At agoristacres.com, you can find over 100 varieties of seeds. They've got vegetables, flowers, all kinds of stuff. They've got heritage brands, everything that you want to start any kind of garden that you need it's free shipping on any order of twenty dollars or more they've got cool packaging and most of the seeds come in a fancy glass vial no paper envelopes they accept u.s dollars and crypto and can easily take either at checkout now be sure to head over to agoristacres.com and anything that you get use the promo code fct at checkout for 10 percent off your order i say all the time that you need to be starting your own garden, you need to be growing your own food, you need to be getting off the grid and becoming less dependent on grocery stores and stuff like that. Agorist Acres is a great first start. They have got everything you need for whatever kind of garden you want. Great people, great product, highly recommend. So go check them out.